Right, morning, Mr. Boy. Good morning, Mr. Shackman. How are you? I'm very well. So here it is. Take a bite. <coughs> uh, it's okay. Um, maybe a little burnt? Hmm, interesting. Okay, so you're feeling quite burnt out right now then, are you? Uh, no. It's just the toast that is burnt. Interesting. T take another bite. Alright, fine. Fuck! Damn it, this is horrible. You're feeling quite irritable then. No, your toast fucking sucks. Uh, but you see, this is psychoanalysis toast. It reveals your inner thoughts. Really? And how is that? Well, I laced it with a whole bunch of drugs. You must be hallucinating like mad two bites in. <laughs> Whoa. So, so, so Bert is not currently spit-roasting Jeremy over that pile of burning cardboard? No, I'd like to think we've talked about that rather than this, to be completely honest, but... No, no, it's just us here. We're on our own. Don't worry about that. This is Toasting Design. Shall we get into it for today? Yes, all three of us. Let's get into it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd say there's four of us, but Jeremy's gone by now. All right, and it's show and tell once more. I'll put the video in the, the checklist for doing. There's a guy. He's skiing downhill, and he has now fallen into a crevice, and he is still falling, 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 and now he has finally stopped in this deep crevice. So, it's a sort of thing, like, I mean, it's something, sort of I'd be cucking myself quite badly were this to have actually happened to me. Yes, and I mean, let's be honest, uh, everything was looking kind of nice. Yeah, it, no, it didn't there look was like no risky kind of, kind of stuff. Um, and and he, he didn't exactly fall five meters. No, 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 no. Th it, that must have been 40, 50 meters down or something like easily. that. Well, maybe at a steep angle, but it was definitely... I mean, you could see gravity was on his side. <laughs> gravity was certainly helping. Okay, so he's come to stop on a ledge. It's certainly... The, he's come to stop on something. He's got his skis still on. They haven't clicked off. Um, if you're yes. skiing under certain pressure, they'll yeah, pop the, off. Yeah, the bindings now, pop. They, 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 have, they have stayed on, and it looks like that is providing enough distributed pressure to lock him in place at that point we can't say the rest of the conditions around him necessarily or, or her or they, them let's say them um, are in that exact state as well so but we can still see it is still quite a bit way to go down there is a there's still a long way to go down yes um, a, a, as happens with these sort of crevices and things and i don't see any push buttons for an elevator nearby <laughs> no so let's work on the assumption i have this sort of idea Let's work on the assumption he's with no one else. Yes. And, okay, this one's, he's screwed. The, the, the situation that inspired the problem is the person's shame for them. They'll, they'll, they maybe, well, they obviously figured it out because they got the footage. Yes. Or so, maybe they, so, yes. Well, they might have just found the footage. Um, let, let's not get into that part. Okay, so for future, a person falls into a crevice of this sort. How do they get out? On their own. Yeah. Um... I think it's a hell of a lot easier if they have managed to take a, a device down with them yeah. where there is, oh, yeah. is reception. Um, sure. so, okay. so, so that would allow for some form of communication. Us, um, I don't think there should be much trouble in terms of signals getting through well, ice. I, I think if, I mean, the nature of the things, once they open up, they tend to stay open. So you should have a clear shot up. You should have a clear shot up, but the, the main thing is, I'm just saying, like, would you have signal down there? And I'm thinking, um, I shouldn't block it I, 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 as, as I, like I concrete I think you'd wood. be okay. So I, I suppose you know, the, the problem ends up being solved quite quickly. You could start looking at worst-case scenarios of you're covered. You're getting to avalanche-type situations. 
there's a reason those persons on their own don't survive. Yes, and, and, and I, I think in this particular case, if if you had a, a, a way to communicate um, where it, you could pick up roughly, you know, GPS coordinate type thing, you yeah. could you could mount a search and and, and find. And, and it also looks from the fall that the person didn't necessarily. I mean, it didn't look like they would have broken anything. I mean, obviously, just absolutely There'll shit scared bruised and, and adrenaline and, stuff, and all that sort of stuff. But no calm down, and if you didn't fall any further, if you could contact people for help, then that would be fine. If you didn't take your device with you or something like or that. Or let's say you couldn't. I mean, obviously, in the, the or nature. Or it fell of, out of the pocket or something. I mean, I, you know, again, it, it sort of comes to those considering worst case scenarios. Our students are good at it in many ways. They can find the worst case. You're completely buried in the snow. You, your, your cell phone is dropped. You could start to say the easiest solution to that, a more secure cell phone radio pouch um, and so on and so forth. But let's say it's an example where you can't contact someone. Say, for example... In this particular case, if you go down there all by yourself and no one sees you go down there, then I don't think you're getting out. Uh, and unless, unless you've taken, like, climbing kits, so you, you have, I don't know, modified the back of your ski poles yeah. to have ice picks where you could basically climb your way up. There's a hell of a lot of risk involved, but at least you stand a chance of getting up. With your bare hands in a thing like that... No, 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 you, you're Absolutely done. not. No, no, absolutely and with skis... Like, if, for example, you had a backpack and in the backpack you had crampons, yeah. um, rope, ice picks, etc., for this eventuality, then great. But in your binder boots, those binder boots have got no grip whatsoever. No. They're meant to clip onto the skis... So even yes. if you unclip the skis, you're screwed. Yep. The skis themselves are not... I mean, if you were to hold them in your hands, you might be able to wedge them in, but the amount of force, and also you probably just dislodge stuff. Yep. So it's the wrong shape to climb out. Um, skis are made of fiberglass and stuff like that. So it's not like if this was old-fashioned wooden skis, you could haul out a Swiss army knife and, and <laughs> carve carefully. yourself something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> if, if, if you didn't have a form of communication and you went down there without your own survival gear, and that there would be some big ifs, yeah. assuming you weren't injured and you knew how and you'd practiced and all that sort of stuff, um, then great. Otherwise, you'd be relying on the, the, the sort of phone tech, which you'd assume that everyone who goes and do, does it. And, and anyone who goes and does sort of off-piste skiing, because this, this would definitely not be at a ski resort. This is no, no, no. Ad adventurous stuff. If you go and do stuff by yourself, then that is a risk that you run. Exactly. So, having I sort of went through these thoughts myself previously when I sort of come into this topic. Third years crevasse detector. I mean, okay. Well, certainly that is an interesting direction to necessarily take it. The alternative I always try and do is, can I find a problem in it? Now we, we've gone through the, the standard use of the adventurer, the the thrill seeker, and things. It's pretty much a case of take a cell phone. If you're not, you, well, sorry. What is you. the best way to solve this? I can think of two. As the thing fails underneath you. You do what we've discussed beforehand. You end up with the thing that explodes you off the bicycle seat or self-inflates. Something yeah. which like fires grappling, ne yes, gra yes. grappling yeah. hook necks mm, or something an like an umbrella that basically pops and grabs at the, at the top of the hole and you can get out there. The other thing would be oh. to build something into the ski which would basically just like pop and fly you over. As something failed underneath you, it basically exploded and just you know built into the binders or something. Just like kept you going straight almost okay, like if yeah. a car didn't go down into a pothole it just you had like you know little rockets yeah, no, no, or no, airbags exactly, or yeah. something explode where basically the wheels would you know your, your feet would feel it but you'd be supported and you wouldn't necessarily fall into it and you can't you can't you couldn't do anything with a skier involving lateral stuff 
you couldn't really do like anything like a massive retarding force on you simply because the amount of force like where would you apply it yeah and it's you not like break bones etc so the only thing you can do is stop Power them over. going into the hole yeah. or else apply a, a reasonable amount of force like the the, the weight that's yeah. you put on your feet to stop you going down as you kind of coast over this thing um anything else uh i mean you, you could build something weird like um taking inspiration from like the puffer fish or something um, yes spines on the side of the well. skis yeah. that would basically become like snowshoes but the, the, i mean the size of the hole is substantial okay so it, it brings down I, I like i think we should keep this one going my other ideas i think are fine it's what you want to do <laughs> no no it's, no it's less entertaining than what i wanted to do so um so. yes <laughs> okay so going forward based on the idea that the crevice you hit was perpendicular to you you may just be going forward further deep into a deeper part of the crevice. Yes. So, okay, so the, the, the forward part, which also it works the same for lateral. You can't say lateral because, again, you might have hit the side of the crevice and you just burst further into the Yeah, bit. what I'm saying is if, if the hole opens up in front of you, applying a massive force to move you sideways while you're going, it's unrealistic because oh, what yeah. would you push on? You, you're on skis, you're just going to fall over and, and, and bail. But let's be honest, falling is a way of spreading and then gripping stuff. Yes. It's just when you're skiing, you're in a weird position. Yeah. You are clenched on those yeah, flipping pole things. Tights, you're normally yeah. going quite fast. So the chance of opening up and then gripping on stuff, and yeah. also depending on like the ratio of ice and snow, yeah. you might have nothing to squeeze your fingers into, or else you might just be like what? making snowballs. And, and, not to and say this guy else. just went and just went in and just kept on going down slowly. All yeah, in so. fact, with a, with a cam, you couldn't really see what his arms are doing, but normally when you're falling, you, you do try <laughs> you and stabilize yourself your and, exactly. and, and that sort of thing. So, okay, so I, I would say it would have to be a system independent of the user. The one surefire thing we know about this is that <laughs> it's a bit like airplanes, you know, the runway behind you is not worth knowing how much <laughs> yeah. there is. Um, the slope that you came down on your path that was safe up unto where I mean it's not to say okay. that there wasn't a crevasse it's just you yeah. went through the thin part but the part that you were on was okay yeah so we know that safe is behind you okay regardless mm. of what the shape in front of you is behind you is safe safer okay yes yeah and more predictable because you were on it before you went through yeah so any form of survival system which is launch launch a preemptive yeah. strike etc is going to have to be back and behind you now here's the mm. question what if you are the two of us going down a ski slope, you happen to be in front, and now, <laughs> and now you fall down, and now I get bluxom by this sabo round, I mean, test. screw tasers, you just get this, yeah, this harpoon that obliterates me, and then my dead body is what stops you from falling down. Um, so you're saying I mean, that, that's, that's what a skiing buddy is for, right? <laughs> So, so, so I mean, Ooh, yeah. I, but I think if you were doing off-piste and you had a, a safety kit like this, then obviously there'd be um, safety rules. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you've got to keep like 50 yeah. meter distance. There, and, well, yeah. enough distance that you can stop and avoid it if someone does go through so you could then rescue, yes. rescue no, them. Yes, certainly, yeah. Um, and, and I mean, you could certainly do something which, which you know, went out sideways or backwards. The, the trick is if you fired something out, these are not these guys were not doing well this person was not doing 200 k's now but no. they were doing maybe 100 or something like that yeah, yeah. how far up and then if you were to fire it let's assume this is not a an anvil like <laughs> the cartoons would, would you how, fire how, it how do you secure it yeah, yes it given the, the, given the position would you mount it that it fired like downwards out of your spine and then would you make it like a whale harpoon that it went like 
with massive yeah. force down into the snow and then open and how would you grip it if it's soft snow like i've got lots of questions with the what would you do in that scenario versus the like deploy a you know whatever that fish is where you know you swallow it and then it like opens oh, up yeah, this yeah. umbrella thing and then nothing goes further um to stop you going in and i think through all these let's keep going with it but all of them you've got to also be aware of the idea can't become too fantastical because what will happen is it's going to become too laborious to carry and the bird's like i'll just risk it yeah so you've got to make sure whatever it is it's effectively low impact it's not something that they hold your arms outwards the whole time because under your you know on your sides next to your rib cage is this airbag thing that will deploy and save you so, well, that's uncomfortable to ski in, so I'm not going to wear yeah, it. Yeah, so, I mean, in terms of, like, if, if you forget, and also there'd be the angle of what you're skiing on and oh, all yeah, that sort no, of no. stuff, and also, you know, firing something down into the snow, that might actually serve an avalanche and make things worse. Um, I, I'd say, first thing, first thing is you definitely want to deploy something which is uh, for the people who do come to rescue you if, if oh, they need yes, to. Oh, yes, yeah. Actually, person yeah. went down here like that yeah. that would be maybe not the f most important thing but it's an important thing to leave something up there maybe that's it it's not a rescue system maybe it is purely you know we talked about what signal and stuff do you have so essentially it's a thing that basically launches back the sonar boy sort of thing yes but it's connected to everyone who's involved in snow rescue as opposed to when you get to the ledge you think let me <laughs> let me let me send a message to mom. No, mom's gonna panic. Who yeah. should I contact um, to to phone yeah, no, authorities yeah. to say um, my idiot child was on a mountain? I'm not sure which one. Um, he, he can't remember. Snow. He said there was snow somewhere. Um, yeah, but also if you were to try and um, prevent going into the hole. Yeah. So as opposed to reduce how far into it and also provide you with an escape route. If you were to just try and stop it. You could do that with an application of an upward force to stop you going into the hole. Now, there are... Parachute's far too slow. <laughs> no, no, All right, so parachute's not going to work. Yeah. Uh, we then have got uh, propellers, jets, <laughs> and rockets. Yes. Okay. Anything to do with propellers that can pick up a human <laughs> is going to be a big thing. <laughs> yeah? And it's going to have lots of spinny shit. <laughs> Yes. Yes. And yes, they could come to life in an instant, but my goodness, it's, I mean, it could be chopping up snow rocks and, 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 and ice cubes and crap like that. From the time he started falling, um, it was about 14 seconds before he stopped. You've got to get a blade from not moving and probably stored in point up, something open, second open, and, in and, point one something yeah, second yeah, to do it's, that. It's just unrealistic. And also to lift up a human, you're going to need like... 4.5 meter diameter things on your student. No one's going to do that. No. If you were to do jets, well, they need to be on and at near full power. That's exactly the it. whole yeah. time. Yeah. So, okay. And that's not <laughs> practical. In fact, Greta Thunberg, thanks you for melting the snow as you <laughs> ski down it. And of course, that's contrary. You're making it icy for the bastard behind you. Um, and you and you could use them to ski back uphill. So you're saving on the ski lift. So that's a whole nother sport. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, there could be reaction rockets. Yeah. I think sort of a, a human ejector seat thing. And then there's explosive air yeah um now to lift a human i'm not entirely sure like if you were to imagine i mean the pressure is not high enough i mean and it's 200 bar but it's yeah. not like if you were to just let loose with two soda stream canisters on your legs that's mm. not going to pick you up it's just no. not enough force. so uh -uh. we're definitely talking um like proper rocketry with yeah. and then where would you do that skiers you've got the leg the boots etc but in the position 
that's just going to cause you to backwards yeah, somersault. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So you'd have to, you're not going to change the position for this thing, but you'd almost need to work out, do you want to stop them, save them, and send them back to where the slope was safe? Uh, or do you want to keep them flying? I mean, my whole thing with, you know, and I think you hit the nail on the head with the go backwards. The problem with forward is we don't know what is forward still. Yes. It, it, it really, you could have just hit the start of this crevice that just goes on for a kilometer. So unless you're planning on then throwing out some wings and your props and stuff and gliding back down to the bottom, it's a whole different sport altogether. I think that this, the, probably the safest thing is basically, again, the problem is where the hell do you put it? But something it's Yeah, because the shape stop. of your legs, the only thing that points backwards, but it's at the wrong angle, is your thighs. Mm. If you were to mount them on your thighs, they're at the correct... If you were to apply that oh, force, see, they that would force shoot there. you upwards and backwards based on it. Yeah. And I guess you could do that. It's just, what angle are you going to land it on the snow? Because, I mean, let's assume it's hardish ice. Yeah. You get, based on your thigh stuff, you get flung, I don't know, how far would you need to go back? 10, 10 meters? I'd st- yeah, because I'd I mean, say 10 meters. You've, when the, the stuff has started to give, you've, you've had enough momentum to and keep And you want going. an upward trajectory because this thing would fire as you entering yeah. the hole. You wouldn't want it to pin you to the back of the, of the <laughs> hole you just created. <laughs> While the thing's fine, then once they let go, they just keep falling, yeah. Um, so, so, so if you were to fly backwards at 10 meters, how would you control the trajectory? And also, you'd have to have this for different mass categories because otherwise yeah. your six-year-old lighty is going to be <laughs> low Earth orbit. Um, so, I, I, and, yeah. and then there's the flip and landing. So now, if you, do, you know, so, so is it then, okay, let's use less force. So we're not stopping a mass and sending it from whence yeah. it came. We're just stopping it from going into the hole. So now an 80 kilo person basically just needs 85 kilos of upwards force to stop you from dropping in and, and a, give you a slightly upward trajectory. Would that stop you? Would you not need like, you know, depending, you know. You, no, well, you, if you're pushing, Mr. Sheckman, I'll draw you some force arrows. If you've got 80 pointing down and you have 85 upwards, you're not going to fall down. You'll gently okay, you know, up you'll, you'll, you'll go upwards. I but, agree but to that, stop but eighty to stop. at a hundred k's an hour in two the, meters and send them backwards—that's that's that's kilonewtons. Yeah, no, no, exactly. Quite hectic. It's, it, it's it's a lot of force to, to send. And I can't think of any you know like those exploding um, or those big plastic ball things that you go in. Where, where would you have it? And and like anything, yeah. anything inflatable the other thing with inflatable stuff is they're not really that good at low temperatures no so there you've got a definite materials type thing and like airbags are great but for their volume they're fine I, I can just see that just making the hole a little bit wider and, and unless it could pick up before it so it like flew you up and over so what you basically so, okay. so it, it, you have something on your skis which yeah, detects so seismic activity or something like that and then it just it, it pops you up because the thing that made you fall through there was um, or maybe this is a thing it was actually the pressure yeah. that caused it to go if well, you had something which lessened the pressure so basically it just made you like what a hovercraft does yes. um, that could be something it's just you don't want that thing left on you like, like turning a ski into a snowboard yeah. no, no exactly yeah, yeah. that would it, it might stop you there's no guarantee, though. Yeah, okay, so you're developing very expensive skis. I think you could rationalize that because you're in a, a potentially very dangerous environment. So whether it's a case of skis that can deploy to larger sizes and things, distribute the load, snow boot style thing, ski over and keep into that, that sort of point And that's there. a tricky design because it can't 
offer any form of shock load downwards. It would need to basically just lessen your pressure in a very nice smooth way really rapidly. Yes. Um, and, and I think you'd want it where it is retractable because there'd be more than oh, yeah. one of these. So this thing needs to deploy in, but we've got some problems. Like when you're doing downhill skiing, your legs are actually fairly close together. Yes. So do you do this inside and outside, which now means my legs are gonna get thrown <laughs> outwards. Do we just go out, outwards? In which case now the, the load upwards from the ski and I have a moment on my ankle, which is, okay, the ski boot basically does go half up your shin, but we'd have to factor that in at high speed. But then also, and then if it does go so wide and I need to turn, how the hell would I now turn well, and lean? Even then, it is a big issue. The whole thing is when you have a ski, let's imagine we have a rectangle, it's on mm. the snow, distributed pressure over it, let's assume reasonably evenly distributed center pressure. Yes. Cool, let's deploy them outwards, we can't deploy them inwards. Okay, our center pressure is now here, Yes. Uh, and by that, I mean my hands are now outside by my shoulders, if not further apart, which means your skis are going to do that. Yes. Turn inwards. You've broken your hips at this point and gone to the crevice. Yes. <laughs> and, and then your ski bindings would need to absorb that load. So they'd have to be reinforced, which means they're not going to unlock when yeah. the, the ski goes there. So that's a really impractical um, way. The, the, of the alternative, I thought, was essentially skis detect something. <laughs> A sort of a an anchor type thing drops down, essentially locks you into the snow at that point. It would be a very unpleasant deceleration because you basically come to a stop instantly. But also your feet are bound to the skis, which means you can't, like your your shin your shin angle to the skis fixed. There's no flex there. Yeah. No, so, I'm, I'm saying that at the bottom of the skis, there's like a thing that drops like air brake style, reverse air brake style. Oh right. So you're stopping a person from the skis. Yeah, the so that's a bit like standing on a bus not holding on it, to anything and then rapid deceleration. It, yes, I'd, I'd agree with you, bloody uncomfortable. You, you know, depending on your speed, you may break your kneecaps. And I suppose that's the other thing is a lot of these routes is, is going to be require a lot of analysis to work out feasibility and you need to do it very early on because you can go down the rabbit hole quite quickly. Yeah, although it is it's maybe the, the easiest way to do this. Um, some 120 kilo hefty unmanned thing on skis that basically goes and carves out a safe run because if that thing doesn't break through then nothing will and then Actually, you probably, just yeah. follow it, it, it uh, yeah I, I think they'll probably be the safest whether the person wants to do that or not and the alternative I thought is you have the automated buddy yeah, system it comes on to, to stuff that we've discussed before it's that crazy human thing of no I want to be the first to go in and I, yeah, exactly. I want to make the, virgin the, the, the ski marks exactly, down a mountainside yeah. etc and but I'll accept some risk let's switch it around though let's have the one twin or let's lighten so they don't fall in that that thing that system follows you it's not tethered to you because you want your freedom and stuff like that but in the oh, event it's a rescue system yes whether a rescue system or just an uh, um, a I don't know if you could have it where you could rapidly connect yourself to it the moment you sense yourself falling. How you do that, I don't know. I think there, there your rescue system would just be to jettison um, rope. That's I, I, I think so. It all assumes that you are at some point stopping. Yes. Um, you know, if you keep falling. But then I suppose you just put an excess. If you keep falling, what honestly could be done? No, no, no. Well, yeah. th that's it. And what I think what we worked out is that the, the stopping the person falling is almost impractically impossible. Yes. Uh, unless you're carrying around, you know, SpaceX rockets on the side of your legs to yeah, launch you back up. So you essentially have the buddy that goes along with you. When you get to the bottom, he just... You know, and you could almost have it largely unpowered 
uh, or very on a downhill power. skiing thing yeah i mean um, there's a thing of how would you get it to the top of the slope but i mean it could ride the ski lift as well it wouldn't need to be a heavy thing no it wouldn't need to be a heavy thing i mean it doesn't need to look like a person doesn't need to be on skis um you can have it like a trimaran type skiing system or something of that sort i think it would be a cool kind of system to actually develop but um, I think that would probably work out. As... I, th I think so, yeah. That's the most realistic, um, yeah. doable thing. And also that thing could slow down really rapidly because it doesn't have bones and muscles which are, are vulnerable to rapid acceleration. Yeah, exactly. That, that thing could stop instantly. That, that you could do your anchor drop-down system, bury yourself in the snow essentially, and then, okay, I'm still let out rope you got it no okay i'm gonna you know i can move forward or yeah i don't know what else would necessarily this robot do. stands at the top of the hole and asks you in a <laughs> stephen hawking voice are you okay <laughs> can i have more batteries no oh well <laughs> starts threatening you while you're at the top there yeah well yeah i, I honestly think that's 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 the yeah, best way to solve that the, yes the, the best way to necessarily solve that and, and i mean this is again we, we've looked at the route of where to go here but all we've done essentially planned it that it is a robot and things all those yeah. details have been undecided there's still a, a load are of you changing there. rabbit holes in, the, in your notes <laughs> yeah. to uh, well you can take but this what, crevasse or that crevasse but what if we're on a sand dune oh, no no exactly yeah alright alright thanks very much for listening we'll catch you in the next one cheers